Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kaiju Carnage. I am your host, Cal the Kaiju Guy. So, what's up, everybody? It's been a little while since you guys have heard from me, and yeah, 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 I know, I know. I know I said that I was going to get back more onto a regular schedule and all of that kind of stuff, but... You know, sometimes people say things and then do something else. And, you know, it wasn't intentional on my end. Like, I've had, you know, it's just, you know. <clears throat> I mean, come on, guys, let's face it here. We went through Christmas, and during Christmas, me and Emily were in Colorado uh, visiting her family. We were there for a little over a week, Um you know, so that's what she and I were doing, and then make it back down here, and <clears throat> I mean, like, you guys know that I work for a utility company, and, you know, dealing with, like, transformers and power lines, power poles, things like that, and everything, and the weather has been just kind of crazy down here, like, we had, we actually had, like, a little miniature ice storm down here in Louisiana, and that is not something that uh, we deal with very often. And so, you know, we had ice on the power lines and a lot of the power lines went out and so they needed to be replaced and all of that stuff. And so that created some, some busy moments. And, uh, then we had flash floods that happened over about a two, three day period in which we went from, uh, like we got like some areas got up to like five, six inches of rain in a very, very short amount of time. And so you guys know how that can go. And so, yeah, it's just, it's been very, very busy. And obviously the biggest, biggest factor in things that are busy, that's busy, that's happening in my life right now is that a week, I mean, not a week, a month from today, believe it or not, at the time of this recording, Emily and I will be welcoming our little princess, or as I call her, Hurricane Lena, because her name is Lena, and uh, she's going to be a little hurricane, and she is quickly, very quickly approaching. Um, you know, it's kind of nuts to sit here and think about, like my mom put it into perspective for me, because, you know, the due date is February 27th, <clears throat> and, you know, I, I would always be like, oh, you know, it's February 27th, you know, whatever. I was talking with my mom the other day, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's only about another five weeks or something like that, huh? And I'm like, holy crap. You know, it just just kind of put things into perspective for me a little bit, you know, that, like, man, it's going to be a month from now. I'm I'm going to be a father to this little girl, so that's going to be that's gonna be something. Uh, looking forward to it and all that, and, uh, you know, any of you who... Um, who actually are parents or anything know that it's no easy feat to prepare for a child coming into this world, especially your first one, because, you know, whenever you have multiple children, at least you can kind of be like, oh, you know, we already have a lot of this stuff, you know, this and that, and certain rooms are already ready and all that kind of stuff. But whenever it's going to be your first one, oh no, it just flips your life upside down. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my God, like this room just became a child's room. And, <laughs> you know, we've got to get this and we got to get that and yeah, so, uh, you know, we've got, got all of that going on and everything, but with all of that out of the way, <clears throat> let's talk about what the title of this episode is actually about, and that is, last night, 
not last night, night before last, at the time of this recording, I went and saw Godzilla Minus One Minus Color, which is essentially a black and white version of Godzilla Minus One, but it's not quite as simple as just saying it's a black and white version. Like, because, you know, there are some movies, like, there are so certain features on TVs that you have and all of that to where you can alter the color to make it be black and white and all of that kind of stuff. This wasn't as simple with, with this film. Um, from what I gather, they actually went frame by frame of this movie and altered it to the black and white slash monochrome, uh texture that they used and everything to make it look as good as they possibly could. And that's what they did. Um, <clears throat> you know, I had a fiasco whenever I was trying to go see Godzilla minus one the first time around, whenever it first opened, uh, in early December in which the only theater around that was showing it was about a two hour drive away in Bossier City on the boardwalk uh, at a Regal Theater. And so I went there. You know, the seats were atrocious. Um, you know, I, it, it, Emily, Emily's just, you know, more power to her being able to handle it while pregnant of all things. You know, she's like, oh, I thought the seats were comfortable. And I'm like, you're crazy. And, um, <laughs> you know, and I have a listener that, uh, you know, messaged me on Facebook and was like, no, I agree. The, the seats at Regal Cinemas are are terrible. And I'm like, huh? Huh? See, I'm not by myself here. But, um, <clears throat> anywho. So we went and saw, saw it. And I've been contemplating potentially going because it is there again and there is an IMAX screen. And so I know that this is my opportunity. I've never seen a film in IMAX before. And so this is my opportunity to actually go and see this film in IMAX. And, you know, I just, I just think that that would be pretty cool to go see it in IMAX. That's just me. But, um, anywho, so I had to go to all the way to Bossier City to watch Minus One the first time. Well, then Minus One ended up being such a hit that it opened up in other theaters. Like, they started expanding its theatrical run. And my local theater actually got a few showings of it. They only kept it around for, like, maybe two weeks it left my local theater uh, way, you know, I'm still seeing people that's like, oh, going to see Godzilla Minus One for the fourth time, you know, and I'm like, ah, oh, must be awesome, to, you know, to be able to go see this movie and everything. Mine, mine's already gone, but, um, uh, you know, I was, uh, I actually decided, I was like, look, before I, like, pre-order tickets and try to get down there to, um, you know, to Bossier City to watch this movie and all of that kind of stuff. Let me wait and see if it's actually going to show up here locally. And I'll be dead gum, it did <laughs> show up locally. So I thought that that was pretty cool. And so I was like, hot dog. I told Emily, like, hey, I'm going to see Minus Color. And she asked me uh, if I wanted to go alone or if I wanted company. And I was like, well, I'm always down for her to come watch a movie with me. I was like, but, you know, she's not super big on re-watching movies. Like, for me, if it's a movie that I love, I can watch that movie over and over and over again. 
there there are certain films that I will tell people I've watched more than once in one day. Like, um, you know, you guys know I've talked about uh the original Conan the Barbarian film with uh with Arnold uh that came out in the early eighties. Like I have watched that movie from start to finish. And then like the DVD, just the particular DVD that I had or DVD player and all that stuff, like after it was over, it went back to the main menu. And if it sat on the main menu for a little while, it would just automatically start playing the movie again after like maybe five minutes or something. And I was just kind of doing, you know, like I was playing on my phone or something like that. And the movie just started playing again. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And so I started watching it and I started watching, like I watched the beginning part, you know, and I like, I told myself, I'll just watch, you know, the part where they're forging the sword. Ah, I'll go ahead after that part. I'm like, I'll go ahead and watch whenever he, uh, his village gets attacked. Well, I might as well go until, you know, like he's, he's been enslaved and like he grows up. Well, you know, and it just kept going, kept going. I'm like, I'll be dead gum. I'm going to watch this movie again. And I did. I watched it back to back. (laughs) So, you know, like I'm, I'm capable of that. Like it blows Emily's mind that I have gone to the movie theater now five times to see Godzilla minus one, which by the way, is the record. It now holds the record for me personally for the movie. I have seen the most amount of times in theaters. It had been tied, uh, at four with, it was Godzilla minus one. Pardon me, y'all. I keep having to clear my throat, but, uh, it was Godzilla minus one, 300, Mad Max Fury Road and Man of Steel. And, you know, like, that's just all it was to it. And then, like, I had contemplated it. Maybe I'll go see it again just to say, like, I've seen Godzilla Minus One more times than, than any other film. And let's be honest here. Five times is not going to get topped for me. More than like, yeah, the, nah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> like, but, um, uh, anywho. So, like, I've now seen it five times, and that just blows Emily's mind that I'm, I can just go and watch a movie like that. Like, you know, go to the movie theater, watch the movie, and then it's like two, three days later, I'm going to watch it again. And, you know, she, she told me that it was a waste of money. I disagreed, <laughs> you know, because it's like, I'm trying to support a Toho-produced Godzilla film, and the better this film does, the more it's going to make Toho not only want to make more movies, but to also have them have wide releases here in the United States because they will see that it actually is a viable source of income for them. I mean, the film has grossed over $100 million in the box office, and that is due largely because of the response that it's had here in the States. It's gained, it's gotten more money here in the States than in any other country. And so, you know, we want to support it as much as we can so that if there's going to be a sequel, which I'm going to talk about that later on in the episode, but if there's going to be a sequel, you know, that they're going to automatically just be like, oh yeah, we're doing a wide release in the States. Like, look what happened last time. You know what I mean? So that's what is going to happen. But so, anywho, um, it kind of threw me off that she wanted to come see the movie again, but she's like, you know, I want to see, like, the black and white version and all of that kind of stuff. It could 
very possibly have been the very first black and white movie that she's ever seen, if I'm being totally honest with you, because she doesn't watch a whole lot of older classic films or anything like that. And so we watched the film. And after it was over, you know, we both kind of sat there just kind of, you know, blankly staring at the screen and, you know, feeling a, a certain kind of way about watching the movie. And then we looked at each other and I was like, well, how did you like it? And she's like, she just flat out was like, I, I don't, she's like, I mean, it was kind of cool to see it in black and white. She's like, but other than it just being black and white, she's like, it really didn't add anything to the movie to me. And unfortunately I said, I agree. I'm sorry. And I have posted, I've made a post on my Facebook, on the Kaiju Carnage uh, Facebook page. And that post has taken off. It currently, currently has, I made the post yesterday, and it currently has um, over 700 reactions, a uh, little over 100 comments. Like, I didn't expect it to blow up the way that it did, but enough people are sharing it and commenting on it that is just popping up in people's like suggested for you on, uh, on Facebook and everything. And there's a bunch of people that's like chiming in and all of that kind of stuff. And everyone's being respectful and all of that. Don't get me wrong, but like, apparently I'm in the minority and you know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna talk about it because there's, there's so many people that sitting there that I'm seeing and hearing say that this version is a masterpiece and everything. I'm sorry, I do not see that. I just don't. Like, that's not me trying to be negative. That's not me trying to be difficult. I genuinely do not understand why people are ranting and raving about this black and white version. I don't know if maybe it was my theater screen, that maybe there, like, you know, there could have been something. This is part of the reason why I'm thinking about going to Bozier City to see it in IMAX just to, to see, you know what I mean? And, um, but it's like so many things that I'm hearing from people is like, oh, you can see so much more detail in the black and white version. No, you can't. At least I couldn't. I don't know what version they saw. Like, I mean, I saw the colored version four times. And so going into this, to this showing, for black and white, whenever I watched it, I was just like, I saw far less detail in the black and white version as opposed to the color version. So I don't know where that um, where that particular praise is coming from. Um, there's some people that's like, oh, certain aspects of the VFX or, like, or the effects and all that kind of stuff is so much more sharp in this and that. I heard some person say that you could see, like whenever Godzilla had like burning... Um, like burning effects like on his skin and all of that kind of stuff. You could see it better in the black and white version as opposed to the color version. Again, disagree. Like I just, there were parts of the black and white version where I'm not going to lie. It was just downright difficult to, to make out what was happening. Specifically, I'm talking about the Odo Island attack. Um, okay, uh, I need to go on ahead and say right now, spoiler alert. So if you haven't seen the movie yet and you don't want to hear anything that's like that, any details for the movie, I suggest you turn off this episode now because I'm, I'm about to start going into details about certain scenes and all of that kind of stuff. So, uh, you have been warned 
And if you're still here, okay, let's talk about it. Now, <clears throat> the Odo Island attack in the beginning, whenever like the juvenile Godzilla pops up and everything, and he's attacking uh, the little garrison that's there and all of that kind of stuff, there were parts of that entire segment. I found it difficult to follow what in the world was going on. Like it was just so the black and white mixed in with the nighttime setting. It, it just didn't, it just didn't jive well for me. And again, this is somebody that has seen the film four times in color and knew what was going to happen and expected what was going to happen. And I had a difficult time trying to follow what was going on. Like, that's just all it is to it for me. But, um, <clears throat> like, you know, there there were a few people that, like, you know, they, they were kind of being condescending on the Facebook posts and all that kind of stuff. Like, well, you, you obviously just don't understand, uh, you know, like, you don't watch a lot of black and white stuff and everything. I just wanted, I wanted to, like make like a 20 minute response video to that guy in particular and be like, dude, I literally grew up watching black and white films and TV shows and things like that. I don't have to explain any of that to you guys. You guys know I'm a diehard fan of like the universal monsters, the original King Kong, son of Kong, uh, the original 1954 Gojira and its Americanized version from 1956. Not super crazy about Raids Again. I just don't like the story of that one. Um, like, countless TV shows that I watched whenever I was a kid. You know, like black and white TV shows and all of that kind of stuff. Like Gunsmoke. Um, I really can't remember if there were black and white episodes of Bonanza or anything. I mean, we had a TV whenever I was a kid that was incapable of playing things in color. Like, that's, that's just all it is to it. Like, <laughs> like the TV that we had only played things in black and white. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> like, I, again, like, you know, I hate that we've gotten to this point as fans of anything, of any type of fandom that, you know, I've, I've talked about this on this podcast before that people are basically, they come at you in a, in a way of like, well, if you didn't like what I liked, that obviously means you didn't understand it. That's not always the case. I understand it just fine. I've, I've talked, I think I've used this analogy on this podcast before, but let's talk about it again, just for an example, because I think it's a great example. Um, Zack Snyder's Dawn of Justice, Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, that came out in 2016. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with that movie, unlike any other movie in existence. There are parts of that movie that I absolutely adore. There are other parts of that movie that I absolutely despise. Like, there, there is no in-between whenever it comes to that movie. And I love Zack Snyder. He's, he's, I will tell anyone he is currently my favorite director. I loved 2013's Man of Steel. I loved the Snyder Cut, like just uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which I also watched the black and white version of that, and it was eh, didn't really add anything extra uh, to to that film either. Um, you know, I love 
his two zombie movies that he came out with, you know, Dawn of the Dead as well as uh, Army of the Dead, the spinoff, Army of Thieves, that he produced. Uh, Sucker Punch, yeah, it's, it's okay. Owls of Ghoul, yeah, it's okay. You know, uh, Rebel Moon, yeah, it's okay. But, like, I, I'm, I'm more excited about the potential that the Rebel Moon franchise can end up happen, uh, having one day in the future. That's, that's what I'm excited about. But, um, <clears throat> anywho, I am a big Zack Snyder fan. And so I walked into Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice just automatically like, this is going to be the greatest movie of all time. I've been Team Batfleck since it was announced. I, lo I love Ben Affleck as an actor. Um, I like his Daredevil movie. I don't care what anybody says. I, I genuinely enjoy that Daredevil movie, especially the uh, director's cut. But, um, <clears throat> like, I was looking forward to that movie, and I walked out. Like, I have no idea how to feel whenever it comes to this movie. And one of the biggest talking points of Dawn of Justice is the Martha scene. Whenever... Batman is on the verge, spoiler alert, okay, if you haven't seen the movie by now, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Came out in 2016, you know, it was 2024, that's it's eight years ago, okay, like, that, that's on you at this point. But, um, you know, Batfleck is about to kill Superman, and Superman says, you have to save Martha. <clears throat> like, you know, Batman has a whole whirlwind of emotions hit him. Why did you say that name? Da, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And so it's a big talking point of the movie where people say that the scene was stupid. And you're going to have people that's going to say, no, the scene was dumb. Like, it made no sense and everything, like, whatever. And then you have the defenders of the scene that will sit there and say, well, you know, you just didn't understand the scene. You just didn't understand it. And whenever they say that you don't understand it, what they mean to say is that... The name Martha is a trigger for Bruce Wayne, okay? In the fact that he, the last word that he heard his father say was Martha whenever his mom was murdered directly in front of him <clears throat> as a child. Very traumatizing to him, okay? Now, <clears throat> whenever he's sitting there screaming, why did you say that name? And then he finds out that... You know, Lois runs in and says it's his mother's name. It's like it all comes rushing into Bruce at one whack. Like, he's not just this alien invader kind of thing. Like, he has a mom, and her mo that mom's name is Martha. And so he kind of like, he relates to Superman in that regard. Kind of like, he's really not that much different than me. I mean, down to the point to where our moms have the same name. And so, you know... That's whenever, you know, they start talking and they figure out that Luthor was behind the plan and all of that kind of stuff and everything. That's a very layman's term, like very simple way of explaining what that scene means and all of that kind of stuff. With that said, I completely understand that scene. I completely understand what they were trying to say. I completely understand what they were trying to convey to the audience. I will still look anybody square in the eye and say it's stupid. That's just all it is to it. It's stupid. It is a stupid scene in an overall stupid movie. Like, that's just, I don't, I don't care if that just aggravated the fire out of some people. Like, I do not care. It's dumb. Now, I have told my friend, I'm going to get back to Godzilla in a second, y'all. But I have told 
some of my friends that there was, if there was just one little alteration that Snyder did throughout the movie, that it would have made that scene seem just a make a tad bit more sense. And I think it would have been overall more receptive, like, you know, for the audience and all of that kind of stuff. And whatever I say to make it one little, like, little minor change that they could have made was through that, throughout the movie, you could have done it only one time just to show it. But I would have personally liked to have seen it done twice, okay? Actually show that the word Martha is a trigger warning, is a trigger for Bruce. Like, just as he's doing his daily thing or whatever like that, like, you know, whenever he's at the uh, the gala and all of that kind of stuff, whenever he meets uh, Clark Kent for the first time, you know, when Luthor comes up to him and they're having, like, have somebody there be named Martha. And someone calls out to them, like, Martha, come here, or whatever, and have Bruce kind of have a moment. Like, where it flashes back, like he sees his father you know, whisper Martha as she's dying, as he's dying and all of that kind of stuff, just to show like, no, that it is a trigger for him. And he is like, if someone mentions Martha, he does get traumatized and he starts looking around almost, you know, like a lost boy looking for his mom or something like that. If you would have done it just one time, just once, if you would have done that alteration like that, that would have made that scene, that scene make way more sense than what it did. And I think it would have been overall better received by the audience. That's just my own two cents. But anywho, <clears throat> yeah. So on Facebook, um, people on my Facebook post, people are not super thrilled about the fact that I did not like just rant and rave about minus color the way everybody else is. And I'm seeing so many people rant and rave about it. I mean, I've seen some of uh, my fellow kaiju content um, creators say that it's a masterpiece. And uh, that's the word that's being thrown around more than anything. And I'm not going to lie. I, I believe we've gotten to the point where the word masterpiece is just thrown around far too loosely. People don't really understand what a masterpiece is. You know what I mean? And this black and white version of Godzilla minus one, I do not view to be a masterpiece. I just don't. But, um, I, but yeah, I'm seeing many people calling it a masterpiece. I'm calling many, I'm seeing many people say that it's one of the most amazing things ever, you know, that like, like I mentioned earlier, like it makes visuals look more sharp. It brings out like one, one guy on the Facebook post commented and said something like, you know, the, the Ginza attack as well as like the entire third act, uh, was just far more superior in black and white. It wasn't. It wasn't to me. I just, I'm sorry. And I genuinely wish that I could, I could see it the way that other people do. I genuinely do. I just don't. And it's like people have the, are getting this misconception about it and all of that kind of stuff that I don't, I don't know where it's coming from because I thought I'd made it clear in the post. I'm not telling people that I hate the black and white version because I didn't. I didn't walk out saying, well, this was stupid, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. I just walked out saying like, okay, it, it was a black and white version of the movie. I think that the color version is superior. And in typical Godzilla fandom fashion, uh, 
whenever you come at anything Godzilla related and say anything negative about Godzilla, the, the, the community will just come at you cutthroat and, you know, like, well, you just didn't understand it and you just don't know what you're talking about. And I have to now explain to you, you know, what the importance of black and white is for this movie and everything like that. You don't have to explain that to me. Again, I completely understand. I understand what it was meant to do and all of that kind of stuff. It doesn't change the fact that I find the color version to be the superior version of the movie. I just do. There's no need like to, to get all up in an uproar. I'm not saying don't ever go watch the black and white version. If you haven't seen it yet, by all means, go see it. It's only going to be in theaters for one week for crying out loud. Like, I mean, you're running out of time. It's officially ending its box office run February 1st. You are running out of time if you have not seen the film. And while, yes, it is going to come out in physical media eventually, it is going to be available for streaming eventually. It just is. But this is the type of movie that you need to experience at least once on the big screen. Okay, like it's not essential to its viewing or anything, but like, you know, I just feel like you need to experience at least once. Hear the massive booming of his footsteps, of his roar and all of that kind of stuff. What's pretty cool is that, you know, they say that this is kind of off off topic, but they say that whenever, you know, a woman is pregnant and they're so far into like the, uh, their you know, their pregnancy, like, I mean, we only have a month to go before uh, Hurricane Lena uh, makes landfall and starts destroying everything around her. But, um, you know, she can already hear, I've heard, they say that they can already hear things going on around them and they recognize voices and stuff like that. And so I told my wife, I said, you know, it's pretty cool that Lena, my daughter, that one sound that she's already heard that if there's truth to it and that they can hear things and understand things and all of that kind of stuff, though she doesn't quite know what it is just yet. That girl's already heard Godzilla's roar. <laughs> and that's pretty cool to me that, um, my daughter is already one of the first sounds that she's ever heard. She's not even with us yet, technically, like out in in the world with us, and she's already heard Godzilla's roar. So that's pretty good. She's in probably in the womb, kicking around. Like, what the heck is that? Like, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, so that that's pretty nifty. But um, so anywho, yeah, go see the movie. You know, don't listen to me. You know, because I've heard from more than one person on here. Like, I've gotten messages from a few people and all that. Like, you're too negative. But, you know, like, <laughs> have, you, have you ever noticed that whenever you genuinely love something that everyone else loves, they're all just completely in agreement with you? Absolutely could not agree with your opinion more. Like, this is a fantastic take on it. But then the moment you disagree with something on it, it's just like, you're too negative. Like, that's not, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I do hope that the film, um, and I'm sure that they will. I'm sure there's going to be on an eventual 4K, like, Blu-ray release of the film. They're going to have the color version and the minus color version and all of that kind of stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Um, like I said, I am 
thinking about going to see it in IMAX just to see, one, just to experience my very first IMAX movie, and two, just to see if maybe there's something up with the screen that was um, playing at my theater, if maybe it's a little bit darker than than it should be or something like that because it is an older theater that, that I'm at there hasn't been there some renovations in a good while um I mean you know I'm 36 now and I've been going to that movie theater since uh at least since I was a teenager you know and so and when I say teenager I'm talking like 13 14 years old and um to my knowledge, that there's been very few renovations done to that movie theater since then, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm thinking about potentially going, seeing it in IMAX, you know, just to see how that goes. Um, I genuinely wish that it would already be available on Vudu to be able to watch at home because I think that that would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so go see it. Don't don't listen to me. Go go judge it from your for yourself, and all of that. And uh, you know, because uh, all art is subjective and everything. Um, you know, and show the film as much support as you possibly can. Uh, gonna go ahead and let you guys know that if you are a fan of the company Super Seven that does like figures and stuff like that, there's a whole line that Super Seven does called Toho Ultimates in which they do like these kind of bigger, they're about eight inches tall, seven to eight inches tall Godzilla figures and all of that kind of stuff. I currently own three Toho Ultimates and I have a fourth one on the way, but I own uh, a Godzilla from Godzilla versus Biollante. I own a Godzilla from Godzilla versus Destoroya, so a burning version of Godzilla. I have Destoroya on the way, you know, that, that's the one that's on the way. And then the other one that I have is also from Godzilla versus Destoroya, which is the meltdown version of Godzilla. Like parts of his flesh is like melted away and all that kind of stuff. He just looked pretty cool. He was the very first one that I ever ordered and all of that. And then I ended up getting the Biollante one just merely because it was, it was on sale. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a shot. Well, and uh, and all that. So they're here. I haven't opened any of them yet because I do want to do unboxings for them all on my YouTube and all of that. Which, by the way, thank you guys if it, for you guys that go and subscribe to my YouTube. At the time of this recording, I have um, like 912 subscribers on YouTube. And I really, really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for showing support for me on that particular platform. You guys are great. Um, and I have uh, nearly 1,400 followers on TikTok. So that that's pretty cool. So thank you guys so much. I really, really appreciate it. But um, anywho, back to the subject matter at hand. Uh, Toho Ultimates from Super 7. To coincide with the release of... Godzilla minus one minus color. They have made a black and white minus color version of the Toho Ultimates of Godzilla minus one. Now they had already they're already coming out with a regular minus one Godzilla figure, okay? And I have that one pre-ordered already, and I'm just waiting for its release to come out. It's going to be coming out sometime this year, and. <clears throat> So now they've opened up pre-orders for this Minus Color version. However, if you want this limited edition Minus Color version, 
it is pre-orders are only available for one week, okay? During the time up until February 1st, whenever minus one leaves theaters. That's the only time that pre-orders are available for it, okay? And, and it's only available, you can only pre-order it through Super 7's website. This is a limited edition figure that is limited to only 1,500 figures worldwide, okay? If you want this figure, you need to get on it. Now, also, speaking of, um, you know, limited figures and all of that kind of stuff, I have the regular little Bandai figures, you know, that have, like, the little tag that, like, that's sticking out of their neck or something like that, um, of... The Odo Island, like, Juvenile Godzilla, as well as the Minus One Godzilla. I ordered those from Beast of the East Collectibles. You know, get on there and order order them from them. They're kind of pricey. Just going to go ahead and let you know they are kind of pricey. But, um, you know, you can get them from them. But um, they're also coming out with a limited edition black and white version of both of those. Like a monochrome version and everything. Uh, they are... Kind of pricey. Going to throw that out there. I have mine pre-ordered through Side 7 Exports, which it was like 80 bucks for both of them. Um, if you do want to get things, if you order from the Big Bad Toy Store, they are available currently um, at the time of this recording on the Big Bad Toy Store. Um, they're about a hundred and something dollars on Big Bad Toy Store. Um and Big Bad Toy Store requires a $12 uh, down payment on them just because of the price and all of that kind of stuff. So if you want those limited edition black and white figures and everything, I suggest you jump on those at uh, any time that you can because sometimes those these little Bandai figures, Godzilla is becoming like a, like a collector's nightmare and a heaven at the same time. Because if you're able to find the figures, that's where it's heaven. Like, okay, I got it. I got it upon its release and everything. Paid decent little price for it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, just regular price for it. It's becoming a nightmare in the fact that, like, if it's almost as if, if you don't jump on it immediately to pre-order it or to just scoop it up the moment it becomes available... You're not going to get it for a good price in the future. You're just not. And that's infuriating because, you know, ever since COVID, you know, I've talked about it before, the toy market has just been destroyed by scalpers and all of that. Because immediately just going out there and scooping up uh, figures and all of that kind of stuff and skyrocketing their price and all of that kind of stuff. For example, you guys know that I'm a Ninja Turtles fan. And whenever I was a kid, they did a line of, you know, there was a line, a different line for Ninja Turtles toys, like, left and right. You guys know what I mean. And they did a Universal Monsters line of um, figures and all of that, in which, whenever I was a kid, Leonardo was the Wolfman, Raphael was the Mummy, Donatello was Dracula, and Michelangelo was Frankenstein. Well, they're coming out with a new line of Universal Monster figures from NECA and all of that. I don't know if it's specifically like Universal Monsters or if they're just making them be like, you know, like the classic monsters and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so I don't know if it's like an official team up or anything like that. 
But Raphael is my favorite turtle, so I am getting his turtles that he's come out with. And so the ones that they've come out with so far is they had Raphael was Frankenstein, and so I got it. Michelangelo was the mummy. Uh, I, I had that one at one point, but I gave it to uh, a friend for Christmas because he's a big Michelangelo fan, and he had been wanting it, and he couldn't find it, so I just gave him mine that I had. Uh, Leonardo is um, the hunchback, like the hunchback from Notre Dame. Uh, Donatello is the invisible man. Um, April is the bride of Frankenstein. Um, Casey was the phantom, I believe. Like Casey Jones, he, he's the phantom, I believe, uh, whenever I saw one for him. But now they're getting to the point to where they're starting to redo, like have the turtles be another batch of like, um, like monsters and all of that. And the latest one to come out is Raphael as the Wolfman. So this is a fantastic joining for me because the Wolfman is my favorite universal monster. Raphael is my favorite Ninja Turtle. So I'm like, awesome. I'm so glad that these two like jive together. I'm going to try and scoop this up. Well, it, um, didn't really, like, it didn't take long that whenever it was made, it's, it's available in stores here and there. I was unable to find it. Um, I was able to pre-order it through Big Bad Toy Store, I believe. Um, but people already have this figure in hand and they're selling it on eBay for a hundred plus dollars. Like, that's ridiculous. This is like a $35 figure upon release. And it's been marked up that high already. Like, so, you know, I'm basically, I'm saying all of that to say this. If you want these limited edition or these, these figures, these Godzilla figures and stuff like that, I highly suggest you go ahead and scoop them up. Uh, I'm going to do another episode in the future on just like the Playmates Probably just Godzilla collectibles in general and talk about like the pricing of them and try to find them and, and all of that kind of stuff. Like that's just, you know, that's just what I'm going to do. But, uh, yeah, that, so, you know, scoop them up, go ahead and pre-order the minus, uh, the minus color version, uh, from super seven Toho ultimates. If you can like just try to get them, you know, but, um, yeah. So the film has been very, very successful as we know, um, it's still up in the air on if a sequel is going to happen. This is the last little bit that I'm going to talk about. And whenever I talked about earlier, whenever I said that um, uh, five times for minus one is likely not going to be topped for me. And then I was like, eh, wait a minute. Well, the reason I said wait a minute was because the director of minus one is really wanting to do a sequel. And he has already stated that he would be very upset if... He wasn't chosen to do a sequel. Let, let's be honest here. If Toho has half of a brain, if they green light a sequel, they will get him to come back and do the sequel. But he has already stated that if he comes back for a sequel, there's a very good chance that there's going to be another monster in the movie that Godzilla is going to fight. And I hope to God that they choose Anguirus to be the opponent. Because it's been far too long since we've been able to see Anguirus in a movie. 
The last time he was in a movie was 2004, officially 20 years ago, starting this year, you know, um, with Godzilla Final Wars. We got to see a variation of Anguirus in Godzilla Singular Point, whereas while I love the design of Anguirus in that film, I'm not super crazy about uh, how they did Anguirus in that uh, in that series. I believe I called it a film a little while ago. I apologize for that. But um, yeah, hopefully it's Anguirus because I would just love nothing more than to see like Anguirus come back you know, make a big comeback and everything and go up against Godzilla again. And for this new Toho shared universe that they're talking about creating and Geras be the first opponent that Godzilla has. I would love nothing more. But alrighty, guys, that's pretty much all I've got to say and everything. Go check out Godzilla Minus Color for yourself. Uh, determine whether or not you like it or anything. Again, it's only in theaters for a week. It will officially end not just a... a minus color version, but the movie in general. It will end its official box office run February 1st. You are running out of time if you have not seen the film on the big screen yet. Just look it up, see what the closest theater to you is. If it's within driving distance, you know, go check it out, go watch it and everything. Um, you know, hey, I drove two hours one way just to watch it for the first time. Four hours, you know, all together. So, you know, Go check it out. Go support the movie and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, check me out on all of my social medias. On Facebook, I'm Kaiju Carnage. Uh, I have a Godzilla Ultima fan page, though I don't really mess with that page that much anymore. And then on Instagram, which I also don't mess with that much anymore. But uh, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, I am Cal the Kaiju Guy. So, alrighty, guys. We will catch you all next time. This is Cal the Kaiju Guy signing out.